so I was out with work people um, not too long ago. Uh-huh. And uh, so recently I've had this problem where the tip of my penis keeps burning. What? And it's not an STD because I, did, I haven't had sex for like fucking ever. And last, I've definitely had an STD test since the last time I did have sex because I got really paranoid because I have terrible anxiety. Right. Anyway, I was out drunk drinking with my work and mates and I was have this cream to stop the burning. Okay. And I was really drunk. And I was like, oh, God, my penis is burning. I got to go to the toilet. And then they were like, <laughs> what? And I was like, don't worry, guys. I don't have sex. It's fine. <laughs> and then they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh. Anyway, so I came into work the next day. And in front of loads of customers, someone I work with was like, so how's your penis today? And I was like, and then they're like, is it still burning? And they didn't want to, like, shout out. I don't have sex, guys. It's not an STD. Don't worry. I was like... Didn't you used to have that when you drank Archers? Uh, Yes. I remember that from uni. You were Mm. like, I can't drink Archers because it makes. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like I just have too much soda. That's my thing at the moment because it's not a urine attractant like fizzy drinks. Who says soda? Americans. We're not American. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's it's, called pop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have too much of that because, like, it's not an STD. No. Uh, it's not a urinary tract infection because okay. I had my pee looked at by the doctor. Um, They're like, we just don't know why your penis is burning. Oh, also, when if a doctor is ever like, wait, I need to do a little swab of the inside of your penis. I mean, that's... And you're like... <laughs> you, you say little, but... <laughs> and you're like, okie dokie, I do want to know what's causing this burning. Yes. The pain yeah, it is doesn't sound beyond like a... excruciating. Yeah. Sounds like the equivalent to getting a smear test. Yeah. And also, one more funny story about my burning penis. Is that work and it was really bad one time? Yeah. No, no, go on. And the pain was so bad, my eyes were actually watering. Oh, and people were like, oh my God, what's wrong? And I couldn't be like, my penis is burning. <laughs> A part of my body is burning. Like, Don't yeah. ask any further questions, please. Oh, you know, stomach pain. Why not? It's an easy one to yeah. cough it off. Mind here. your own fucking business. If I want to cry at work... I work in retail. This should just be understood. <laughs> They're just being concerned. Oh, God. I hate people being concerned. Oh, there's this guy, right? And I, when we haven't seen each other for like a few weeks, you're just like, oh, oh, this, oh, 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 let me tell you about this. <laughs> you know, I've been moaning about this stalker. I've been living for it, yes. Well, continue. this isn't that. But there's oh, this okay. other guy. <laughs> like, in 2013, I went to a party with him. We spoke. So briefly. The stalker, the person... No, the, the, this is a totally different thing. No, uh, no, the stalker from last time, who you said that was, like, came to you and told you about the Thor's hammer and tried to put it around your neck. No, that's not the stalker. There's Who's a, the stalker? I told you about him. He keeps coming into the pub and won't leave me alone. Oh, and I think him. he's gay, yeah. Oh, do you reckon he probably listens to this podcast because that's what a stalker would do? No, I've never told him about this podcast. Oh, okay. I've never told him anything about me. Um, so, so, for background, tell the listeners, because... Oh, right. Uh, so I have this... Start st- from the top. <laughs> but the story isn't anything to do with the stalker. But um, So I have this stalker. We met up... Oh, God, you, <laughs> you guys remember that mini episode where I went on a massive rant about it? Oh, yes, yes. So this, you can forget. <laughs> this guy, one time, he's brothers of the best friend of a brother of one of my best friends. So that's quite a friendship removed. Okay. Um, but the brother... So the brother of... 
a, a, your friend's brother's brother. Yeah. Right. But I'm also quite close with my friend's brother because he was my personal trainer for a while. Okay. Um, but anyway, we were at a party one time and that guy who was a brother or the brother, whatever, uh, was there. And then he was like, oh, I just got fun, finished reading it. And I was like, what did you think of the orgy scene? <laughs> I'm so annoyed about it. Anyway. Yeah, and you haven't even read it. Self-proclaimed. You haven't even read it. No, I thing. haven't. Um, but I'm so annoyed about people's reaction to it and the fact that, right. you know, I went into it. I don't need to do it again. Um, <laughs> oh, no, don't. Please don't. <laughs> we'll be here all night. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I was pretty drunk by the end of the party. I was like, mate, I love Stephen King, yeah? If you ever want to meet up and we'll talk about Stephen King, give me a give me a call. Give me a buzz. Yeah. And and then he messaged me the next day. He was like, do you want to meet up and talk about Stephen King? I was like, yes. yeah, at some point. Um, so we met up and talked about Stephen King for about half an hour. Okay. And then I got there. I was like, you know, I don't actually have that much to say about Stephen King. <laughs> like, <laughs> Retracting my previous thought. I mean, I went on about how the orgy scene is annoying and it ruins the people's view of the book. You could have and just listened to the podcast. You had it all down. Yeah, I hadn't done the podcast at that point. Uh, um, uh, well, now at least it's there forever. For everyone to download. I, and then he was like, yeah, Stephen King's good. I was like, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well. Okie dokie. Hmm. What's now? And then he started going on about, like, ways of losing weight. And I fucking hate... And it was like... He was yeah. like, Ralph, do you know... Calories in versus calories out. Wow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dying morbidly obese, but I've never thought to look at what calories are. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and at that point, I was like trying to call it a night. I think that's what people... Is that really what people... Like, thinking people think? That, like, people who think, are overweight don't know what a diet is? Because it's normally the opposite. Like, normally, if you are overweight, you have, at some point in your life, encountered a diet yes. know what they are and probably have failed at them many times I mean, and I then must... society tells you you are shit for doing that and then you continue to gain weight even though that is literally the opposite of what they are meant to do I lost six stone at one point so yeah I, I know. know and then gained it all back but I know what like fucking dieting I know what calories work exactly but that's the thing like, but, um, it's crazy how people think that it's the same thing with it's, it's the exact same thing as a wrestling fan go on <laughs> So, like, you say to someone, where, like, you like wrestling, and they're like, oh, mate, it's all fake. You know that, right? And you're like, yes, I've been watching this since I was fucking nine years old. Yeah, I I've know done it's two fake. years of wrestling training. And then, like, you'll tell them about how much you know it's fake, but about how real it actually is. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, no, they're just putting the wool over your eyes. It's not actually all that real. It's all fake. I'm like, well, what do you mean it's all fake? Like, they do actually, <laughs> like fall over and they do like do the jumps over the ropes and I had one person and I'm not joking they're like oh it's done with string mate it's all special effects string? I was like, I was like I've what gone kind to, of string I've gone to see this live so many times in my life there's no fucking spring the people are like if not genuine athletes there is athleticism in what they do oh, hell like yeah. you try running around for a fucking hour lifting people up slamming about jumping about and I mean doing a back bump you have I remember I'll never forget the first day I went to wrestling training I was like ooh can't and I was like 11 wow and I was like can't wait to find out how to do all this amazing tricks because at that time I was like this is completely fake okay so, so like, you were on the side of the other guys at 11 right and I was like can't wait to find out how none of this hurts and then they were teaching <laughs> you how to do a back bump and then they're like so what you all there was was like gym mats down on a hardwood floor okay and they're like right to do a bump what you do is you tuck your head and then you fall back and you bang your arms out on impact. Okay. I was like, well, doesn't that hurt? They're like, yeah. Yeah, of course it does. 
<laughs> I was like, but it's fake. And they're like, yeah, it's still hard. So I was like, but that would really hurt. I don't want to do this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they did That's it. That's like falling over and hitting the floor. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> the advice, though, is to tuck your neck so you don't get a like, concussion. Oh, okay. And to bang your arms out so you spread out the impact. So it still hurts. You just limit physical damage. Yeah, so I did it. And then I was like, <gasps> can't breathe. God. Um, and they do that about, like, the whole thing in wrestling is the bump, basically, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, a good wrestling match, people are always bumping. And I was just like, can't breathe, can't breathe. And then they get a wrestling ring, it's like, oh, thank God, it's going to be springy. And then I was like, they're like, you know, it, it's just a mat over some wood, right? And then I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you mean this is like the floor? And I was trying to explain that to the person. They're like, no, it's just pulling the wool over your eyes. I was like, what do you mean it is? <laughs> I know that I've done this for two years. Look, you've shown me a bit of wrestling. And, like, obviously it's kind of fake that all the storylines are fake. And then I think we were talking last time about the wizard, the necromantic wizard who was, you know, like, obviously that's all fake. But, like, that's the actually- other thing. I love that people think I don't know it's fake when there's a <laughs> wizard. It's like, oh, this wizard, he's he's been burnt alive in a casket, came back undead. And then, well... You know this is fake, right? There's no such thing as undead wizard's mouth. <laughs> I'm just sitting there being like, like, do you think I'm just sitting there being like, jeez. But there's some of the Japanese wrestling that you show me, like those guys are fucking jumping off the shit and onto each other and around and like jumping over and somersaulting and jumping up on their feet when they're back and doing all this. And I'm just like, that's, that's not fake. You cannot puppet string these guys. Like these guys are doing all of it like also, real. when they slap each other, like, Slapping is a big thing in Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, you can actually see the sweat fly off them. It's, like, they're hitting each other so hard, the sound reverberates around the room. And that, I mean, it's a it's a coordinated thing to put on a really good show. Then There's no aggression there. Um, but it is fucking painful. Like, yeah, like, they're, that's hit, it. they're not hitting each other to cause concussions. They're hitting each other in, like... To cause the impact. Yeah, they're hitting each other in safe places, like places that don't do damage. Right. But... You know, I can smack my... I, I mean, lots of places don't do damage. But it still fucking hurts. It still hurts, fucking yeah. hurts. That's why they call it torture. I like, remember. it won't actually do lasting damage to you, but it will fucking hurt at the time. There's this faint wrestler really famous for, like, doing hard chops. Okay. What's a hard chop? What, like a karate? No, like, it's like, so... It's a slap more than a chop. So, okay. like, they slap their hand across the chest, like, really hard. Ooh, okay. And that it, sounds like, painful. makes this, like... Sound that goes all around the building. Right. He was really famous for it. Okay. And like after a show one time, he was out at the pub drinking with us. Um, and everyone kept. Hey, why are you drinking with a, with this wrestling guy? I don't know. Those are wrestling people. What? Like you know, we're lost by me and him. We've gone out for like not just me and him, but I've gone out with like him and in a big group of people like loads of times. And Zack Saber Jr. Um, oh my god. Others that I forget now. <laughs> That's really cool. Kind of. These kind of celebrities just walk off the ring and they're just like, hey, buy well, me a drink. This was before they were big. Like, ah. when I used to go see Progress in London. Right. Like, this, they were just about hitting big, but they weren't yet. Right. So we'd all go down to, like, the same pub and, like, we'd all have, like, uh, I was friends with a friend who was dating one of the wrestlers. Oh, my so God. Wow. I would kind of, like, through the friend of a friend, I'd get invited to the group of wrestlers who were going out. Wow. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was awful. And <laughs> Why despite, was it awful? Oh, I, I mean, it's just, I don't think, how are we, this isn't a wrestling podcast. Maybe I won't be going. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a lot of podcasts yet. We seem to cram it and crib our um, all in, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, well, it's, long story short, it got really weird because, like, all I ever wanted to do was go see wrestling. 
and enjoy wrestling. And progress was amazing for a period of time until the Me Too movement. And it came out that every single wrestler there was a fucking pedophile. Anyway, I didn't know that while I was drinking with them. No, Um, obviously. And the wrestlers themselves are actually, apart from one or two. I like how the Me Too movement pulled that out as well. Yeah. Like, what the... (laughs) Wait, it, it pulled out so much more than, wow. Yeah, I mean... Just abuse, like... The real life-changing thing from the Me Too movement wasn't what it did in Hollywood. It's what yeah. it did to this tiny little wrestling <laughs> company I used to go and see. Apparently everyone's a pedophile. That's... that's uh, Oh, it was ooh. so depressing. Wow. Um, oh, I have so many stories about this, which I won't go into. Okay, but, tell me uh, afterwards. <laughs> I'm interested. Um, Would you... If we had a Patreon, we'd put it on the Patreon. Forget my point. So... Long story short, I was out drinking with some wrestlers and um, this guy called Walter, very famous for his chops. Yes. Slaps, slaps on the chest. So loads of people were going up to him drunk and being like, will you slap me like you do in a wrestling match? Uh-huh. And I was one of those idiots. <laughs> and, and that was me. <laughs> yeah. He, and he was like, yeah, 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 mate. Of course I will. Like, you know, we're friends. And he doesn't like, it's nothing. Probably. No, he slapped me. And the sound it made, like... I had my t-shirt on and it still like reverberated through the bar and I just sunk to my knees <laughs> and I was like God 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 please and he was like oh man I was holding back I was like dying I'm going to die I'm so, glad that you held back because otherwise I would be an dead ambulance. <laughs> and then he bought me a drink <laughs> oh bless yeah he's like, German like I feel bad but anyway um and you were like how oh, don't fuck with the cook please <laughs> It wasn't like that. And I was like, hey, joke's on you, mate. It's eight quid here. And he was like, it's fine. I'm a wrestler. Yeah, they're not well paid at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's in WWE now. He is well paid now. Oh. Uh, but at the time, they're not well paid when they're on the indies. I feel like I just killed our entire listener base. Yeah, well, you know, we are almost like 15 minutes in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we may have to cut this down a little bit in post. Um, today, we were going to be talking about Lord of the Rings influences from the Norse mythology. I've been re-listening. So I re-listen to Lord of the Rings almost once a year for like, since I've been like 16. Uh-huh. And now you're re-reading it as well. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm... I think since 2016, I've reread Lord of the Rings about once a year. Oh, okay. Um, but this time, it really struck me how much there was the word fingering, like the verb fingering used. <laughs> and Why is that a thing? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. And I've, re- I've read that book before, but I think because I'm listening to it this time, just hearing it out loud um... really got to me. Especially when it was like, Boromir fingered his horn. And I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh God, the books are ruined. Yes, forever. So tell us, because I don't know anything about this subject, apart from Lord of the Rings fairly well. Um, tell us about how it's being influenced by the Norse. Right. Norse mythology. Indeed. So in Norse mythology, there's the Aar and the Vanir. Mm-hmm. And then in Lord of the Rings, there's the Maiar and the Malar. And Gandalf is a Malar. So there's like, uh, like in Norse mythology... Where there's like the gods, and then there's the like not quite so well known gods, which is the like AR, so like Odin, Thor, Loki, and then the Vanir with like Freya, okay, Boldo and stuff, like not quite as powerful. It's the same in the Lord of the Rings, like almost, and it's almost the same kind of name, like yeah, so there's Maya and Valar, okay, 
To Gandalf the God. He's a demigod. Ah. So there's like the Valar, which are like just below God. Uh-huh. So in Christian times, it would be archangels. Okay. Where Gandalf is a um, Maya, which is basically an angel. Okay. So he's not quite as powerful. Not God, but he's yeah. up there. And then there's God, which is Eru or something. I forget what the name of the actual God, the maker is, who sung the world into existence. Uh-huh. Um, but like it, you can see from just the naming, Mayar and Vanir is so similar to the Ar and the other Norse god one, which is Nazgut. My mind because I've said the similar word so many times. Yeah. Um, and just the like name of the gods, like the way the gods kind of work too. Like there is a god of song and a god of like um, the harvest and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. And each god has a bit of the world, and it's the same with the Norse gods, where there's like a god of like mischief and a god of like sun and god of light. And yeah. um, the way he like forms his mist, like mists, like someone turned into a star as they were like traveling, and you can see it every time. It's that kind of same, like we were talking about, where mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense, and it feels like some of the like connecting tissue has been lost through eons, and it gives this like sense of deep time. Yeah, um, and like you can really see the Norse mythology, I think, really deeply in all the Tolkien's work, especially with that kind of melancholy that comes with a lot of it, mm-hmm. of like time's forgotten and like these worlds that are quite forgotten and ancient and like I feel like he was really trying to do that within his work like um, to the gravitas of the yeah. world rather than just be a very surface level oh and the god this 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 and yeah. this and here's his shopping list type thing it's kind of like it's been lost from the ages and the myths don't quite make sense in the way the Norse myths don't quite make sense and the naming of the different kind of gods and yeah um, that's basically my whole point for this mini episode <laughs> Um, is there anything in like because I know that uh, you know obviously it is in Lord of the Rings with the sort of like gods and things like that but I feel like it is touched upon and probably more in the Samarillion yeah um, is, am I saying that right Samarillion Samarillion yeah yeah that one um, I I never know is there anything more directly involved with the story that is also like a Norse myth or I would say not directly but it's in the background of everything oh yeah so gandalf um is a dem is like a angel yeah um in christian terms and he was sent down um so sauron i always forget i think sauron is the same as gandalf so a mayor not a vanir Um, okay and he was um gandalf was sent down essentially to kind of like and sauron and the wizards all vanir they were sent down to sort of give humanity, give the other races of the world a chance against this renegade demigod. Oh, okay. Um, So, like, Gandalf was created because of Sauron? No, he was always, like, existing. Oh, he was sent down for Yeah, he was sent down from where they exist in the first place. Interesting. And while that's never, like, it's never actually said that Gandalf is this, this, and this in the story, it's always, like, Gandalf is always referring to this higher knowledge he has, or, or, like this kind of sense of here's what I need to do and this work is working through my intuition. Right. Um, And it's all sort of there in the background and it is very hinted at. Like there's lines like when Gandalf is um, going up against Denethor, Pippin sees Denethor and he looks very old compared to Gandalf, but then suddenly he's like, I feel like Gandalf is age immeasurable and he gets this like sense of really deep time. Ooh. Um, and again, I feel like all of that's like Norse mythology. It's like 
what would happen if, like, Norse mythology did what it did, and then ages went on and on and on. There's like the uh, Lord of the Rings happens in the third age, doesn't it? Yeah, and then goes into the fourth age of men. So it's like, what if Norse mythology isn't at the? It's like it's very primal and royal Norse mythology. It's like, what if the world developed and then the gods still had to intervene in humanity? That's kind of interesting because yeah, that is very Norse in the way that the whole the whole Ragnarok thing happens and then they rebuild afterwards. But then all before that, it's sort of entwined with the world of men. <laughs> So, and that's sort of what Morgoth is. Yeah. Like, the big war with him is Morg- Sauron is basically Morgoth's apprentice. Right. And Morgoth is a Vanir, um, like, closest thing to, like, so... A god. Yeah, if Gandalf is an angel, he's an archangel. Okay. And he's the most powerful of the archangels. And, like, it's so cool. Like, the actual mythology... Like, Lord of the Rings is fucking just the tip of the iceberg on, like, how amazing Tolkien was. Like... Um, so in the first age, we have Morgoth was the primary. So he Morgoth is a Sauron of the first age. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was like thousands of Balrogs, um, which were like Van uh, Ar that were turned evil by Morgoth, and like there were loads of dragons and blah blah blah. I really feel uh, like I need to properly read up on like because I've read the books, but I read them a while ago. And I feel like A, I've lost a lot of the details in that. It's not even in Lord of the Rings. It's in the similarity. That's what I mean. Like, it, it's all of that stuff, that sort of background reading yeah. that I haven't done. And even if it wasn't a real story, I can't really remember it it's in real so detail. It's so incredibly boring. <laughs> Unless you're a massive nerd like me when you're, like, reading through the lineages and you're like, oh, this is interesting. I see. I, I, God, I, I hate like, myself. I need to listen to a YouTube video or something where someone, like, recaps it all. It's you know? so much more worth actually reading the book, though. But some of his prose in it. Is where his prose is at his absolute best. And oh, it's really? just so beautiful in parts. Mm. Um, and, like, you can't capture that in YouTube. No, I mean, no. Obviously not. <laughs> but, just yeah, just get the high points, you know. So, anyway, back to my thought. Okay. Um, and then there's, like, this great war between, like, the elves and, oh, the forces are good and Morgoth. And that is sort of like Ragnarok in the sense mm. it's so over the top. Like, there's, like, in... Lord of the Rings, one Balrog is like, Christ, this is like almost like world a, ending. Yeah. And there's like 12 in the wall, like Smaug in, like there's one dragon and they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? There's like 12 dragons in it and it's like, <laughs> basically that ends and then after that it's so big the magic starts seeping out of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of how you can like relate it to Ragnarok. Like this massive, massive fight happens and then it ends and there's a few survivors. Mm-hmm. And then sort of rebuild. And, but the world isn't the same. Like the magic, the absolute, like there's not going to be Thor drinking half the ocean anymore because that time is done. Yeah. Um, it's not more realistic now. Yeah. Yeah, more exactly. grounded in reality because there isn't that magic. Yeah, because it's kind of just, it got to the point of as big as it could be. Yeah. And ended up dying and then it starts seeping out the world. Um, and again, I think you can look into that. Like, in the first stage, that's what it was. Um, just one more cool thing about the first stage mm-hmm. is there's Morgoth and then there's... Oh, what was her name? What's the name of the really giant spider? Not Shelob, but the Shelob spider. Like, mother. Um, I don't know. Engoliant. Sh- huh? That's it. Engoliant. Um, it's like this giant spider, which, no, it started, it was there at the beginning of creation. And the god Iwu, Iwu E-R-U, you, I think, uh-huh. Eru. Um, he didn't create her, and it's like, or Tom Bombadil for some reason. 
Um, Tom Bombadil comes up in the weirdest of places. Yeah, He's they, not even in the films. Like, the, he created the Ewu, created everything. And Tom Bombadil was just there. He's like, oh, I didn't do that. And then the Tom Bombadil was like, hey ho, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. And the god was like, I don't even know what this is. Fuck. And but then like um uh Angolian came from like they think it came from a dark void. Um and it came down and he she partnered with Morgoth and he at the similar Williams, which were trees of light. And um to the point where Morgoth got scared of her, and that's where Shelob comes from. Shelob's a child of hers, where she ended up um going off to a Dark Island and eating herself because her hunger was all consuming. But the cool thing to link it back to all the things I go on about, the cool <laughs> thing about Ungoliant is I'm pretty sure he was actually Pennywise in it. Because <laughs> in um in the two towers, when Frodo meets Shelob, he sees it as a spider, but he's like, that's not the real form. It's only the form my mind can comprehend. Um, and that's what they say about Ungolian, that it's not actually a spider, but it's the closest to what the human brain can comprehend. Right. And it, Pennywise, the close he's a shapeshifter, but the closest thing that anyone can see it as is um, a spider. And Ungolian was endlessly hungry, and Pennywise is endlessly hungry for sh- children. And not only that, Ungolian came from a formless void, Pennywise comes from the dead space, which is a Formless Void. And not only that, Stephen King is a massive, massive Lord of the Rings fan. Ah. And has read The Similarian and all that other stuff. And the fact, I do think there's way too many coincidences that their guest upon form is, like, from where they come from is the same. They're both that they're incredibly hungry. The fact that they are cosmic deities that gods don't know where they come from. And the fact that their closest form is both spiders to what people comprehend. Hmm. Interesting. See, at first I thought you were just crack fan fictioning, and now you've made me come around to your way of thinking. I like it. Very cool. I forget how that links into Norse mythology. <laughs> I don't know. You based about a crazy connection, which I enjoy. That's fine. But yeah, Lord of the Rings and Norse mythology. Yeah, uh, that's about all my points. I like it. It's cool. I mean, it's been a very random episode, but I've enjoyed it. I feel like this is just like the mini saves are just random content that we want to throw at I people. I made loads of good points about the VR. I didn't say and, uh... that your points are bad. When did I say that? I just yeah. said there's random. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings. I know. That's basic. This is basically our mini soapbox. <laughs> the mini mini saves are our mini soapbox on when on points we want to talk about, yeah. mainly on literature that Ralph has read. One last thing, and I'm going to go into it, and I know you're not going to enjoy it. Oh, but, oh no. It's going to happen. Oh, God. Wait. You talk about this to me on a weekly basis. Not weekly. <laughs> it feels like, weekly. There's like at least eight months between Oh, it. really? Oh, God. It doesn't feel like eight months. Go on, then. Right, so... Oh, I can't be bothered. Uh, wait, no, no, do it. You'll get passionate about it. You always do. So this all started when I was on Tinder. And- <laughs> things do and I was out with my friend who I'm not friends with anymore but that's not relevant and we changed my uh, interest from female to male right um, and I've, I'd heard this before from so many people but it never really bothered me and then it like opened a door in my head so anyway this so, guy wait wait so why did you do this 
for like just to see if you got more matches? Yeah, that or? was basically it. Oh, okay. Just, just to, to see, see if, if you like, were more appealing to a gay audience rather yeah, than a straight audience. Like, uh, my, I was like going on about how men would fuck anything. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then you're like, oh no, these people have standards. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's not where the story is going. And I was like, I I'm get like mean. three matches a month on women. Okay. I was like, that's so depressing. And then she was, uh, my friend was like, well, you know, the fact that I've got 3,000 likes off men, that doesn't really mean anything. Like men will fuck anything, as you say. And I was like, oh, I'll show you. I'll turn myself <laughs> into gay and ah. then we'll see how many matches I get. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I got another like. Uh, no, no, like, oh man, these are oh, no. these are sort of holding right. in. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe it meant, maybe it's just men. <laughs> and I think I got ended up like I ended up with like a day in London, like having two hundred likes or something. Mm. Anyway, so I was like going through the likes and like, so men will fuck anything, basically. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I'm anything, <laughs> but I mean, I'm being mean. <laughs> I don't think I'm a catch. I think my um, profile. <laughs> I think my, my profile at the time was like, I did it while I was drunk. My profile at the time was like, I like walking, Lord of the Rings, and I want someone to yell at about how last podcast is funny. And that was all my profile was. These anyway, are all my best qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like going through it. And then there was a guy who like um, spent like a pound to give me a super like. And he was like, oh, I'd love to talk about Lord of the Rings with you. And I was like, oh, I'm in. Um, <laughs> I don't even care about my sexuality anymore. Let me yeah, talk to I mean, Lord of the Rings. Everyone looks the same. They're all blowy. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about Lord of the Rings, and he was like, oh, here's my really like hot take about Lord of the Rings, and it's gonna blow your mind. And he was like, You know where this is going? Yeah. Um, and he was like, Sam's the real hero. I mean, I know, like, and here's why I think that. And I was and just, you like, were just like, Yeah, I mean, with my friend, I was like, here's my phone. Narrate what I type because I'm too drunk to actually type. And Dictate, slave. Yes. And I went off on one. And then he unmatched me. But after that, it kind of opened this like little twitch in my brain. The one you didn't realise you had. And, and it's now not we're not constantly fir- start talking about. Yeah. So it's not the first time. Like, it's not the last time. Like, I get a very specific type of person who I match with in Tinder. Mm-hmm. And the two things they say are, what house would you be in Harry Potter? I hate Harry Potter. <laughs> and then the second one is, oh man, I love Lord of the Rings. We should like get drunk and watch it. I'm like, yes. And they're like, we both agree Sam's a real hero, right? And I'm like, unmatch, unmatch. You've got to unmatch. <laughs> so to sum up, what happened was this guy said Sam was the real hero. And it's just wrong. I just, I despise this take so much because it's just almost a level of not understanding the text that should be criminal. You shouldn't be allowed to read if you think that. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to read. <laughs> Frodo took the ring, carried it into Mordor, its place of power, to the point where his the ring was so heavy, the go the chain and his skin merged together. It was literally car- like carrying a weight, like a 10 ton weight around his neck. It was destroying, it was merging into his skin. Not only that, is Sauron is a demigod. He's like a Vanir. Probably. I forget what one he is. And it, the ring is him. Every single step Frodo take, his will was doing battle with a demigod. And not only a demigod, is a demigod in his source of power, which is Mordor. And through all of that, 
Foda managed to get the ring to the heart of the fire. It's like, yeah, he couldn't have done it without Sam, but he couldn't have done it without fucking chicken. Why isn't Food the real <laughs> hero of Lord of the Rings? And I'm not saying Sam isn't a hero. Like, he's obviously an amazing human being. Hobbit Hobbit. being. Um, <laughs> but to say that he's the real hero, it's just completely misunderstanding what Frodo went to. I don't understand how you can read a book where the, his skin is melding with metal and be like, oh, he did fuck all. He got carried all the way to Lord of the Rings. Aragorn carried him. Sam carried him. And it's like, have you ever, like, could you imagine that of like having a ring constantly trying to break your being with the power of a demigod and step after step after step carrying that weight just the idea that he didn't fucking hold his own that anyone else could have done that and then it gets to like oh well, for, like J.R. Tolkien said it, Sam was the real hero and it's like well yeah that, you can take anything out of context it was Sam versus Aragon like, yeah because you said about this quote that people use yeah. all the time and it was from it. a letter that Tolkien was sending one of his friends uh-huh. or like a fan who was asking about it mm-hmm. and they were like who's the real hero um, and he was like Frodo can't be called a hero because what he does is beyond heroism right it corrupts his soul and you can't be a hero with a corrupted soul because um, it broke him yeah it like was, he can never go back to normal afterwards yeah. but it I always read it that letter as it's not saying that he's not a hero it's saying he's beyond a hero yeah like he's you gone can't, to something else he's you martyred can't judge himself. them in the same yeah. light he's martyred himself he's yeah. um sacrificed his entire life for the good of everyone else around him and for a catholic like, that's beyond heroic that's absolutely godhood almost yeah like he's a saint yeah. And a letter was between Aragon and Sam. Who do you think is more commendable? And he was like, well, Aragon's larger than life. He's not. Like, he's he's arched and powerful. But, like, I don't think he would make the world better. Sam's the real hero because he believes in growing things and planting and being down to earth and helpful and rustic. Uh, so, in my mind, Sam's the real hero of the book. That's what the letter says, but people don't say that bit. They just cut all of that out, and then he's like, Sam's the real hero. <laughs> and it's like, no, compared to Aragon, it's not anything to do with Frodo. But that's the thing, because he can't be compared to, because he's basically a god. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a, Yeah, exactly. Like, he's gone through so much suffering, he's not even on that moral spectrum anymore. Yeah. But like, <sighs> you can't even compare him to the likes of Sam because or Aragorn because he's just so beyond what he's point. gone to is beyond what he's already committed yeah. to it has already gone beyond so much say like Boromir you know who was obviously corrupted pretty much straight away and uh, well, I mean in the books he was I know in the books like, he actually yeah, was there for quite a long longer but you know you, you know you know so anyway like you know uh, Boromir was corrupted <sighs> fairly early on in the trail and um, and that was like a guy who was like obviously very very commendable and like heroic and he obviously fell straight away to that but then that's the thing like Frodo had that on him the whole time and he never got corrupted not up until the very last second oh and that's the other thing that people say where Frodo wasn't a real hero in the end he betrays everyone but again it's a complete misunderstanding he got it to the fires he got it to the fire where it's it's absolute most powerful J.R. Tolkien said it in a letter not a single person in the entire world could have thrown that ring in the fire. No one could have. There was no will strong enough that if that place is power, they wouldn't be broken by it. So when people are like, oh, Frodo just was, he didn't, he didn't throw it in the fire because he liked the ring. It's like, well, Sam wouldn't have. 
No. I reckon wouldn't have. No one ha- would have because that wasn't even conceivable in that place in it the law. It's absolutely impossible. And like the whole thing is about like Gandalf. Like the whole thing in the books where Gandalf kept saying, do not kill Gollum. Gollum has something to do with it. Gollum's going to be a part of it. Do not kill Gollum. <laughs> He's going to do shit. I have this feeling about it. it I to, just have a feeling, dude. It had to be that. It had to be out of love that the ring was destroyed because in that place, nothing could have killed it. So saying that Frodo failed in his quest because he didn't destroy the ring is fucking... No, st- because he got it there. Yeah. And then and Gollum that was did the his rest quest. of it. It was always get the ring into the fire. Yeah. Gollum will probably do something. Gandalf kept saying that. He was just like, get the fucking ring there. And he did that. And not only that, there was a bit in the... No one... Everyone stopped listening. Oh, no, no, It's fine. It's just you and me now. Let's just continue talking. There's a bit... And he's so put badly portrayed in the movies. And I love the movies. They are my favourite movies of all time. And I will never, ever stop being thinking they're absolutely amazing. I love them. But, like, he is They said so... they couldn't be done. Yeah. They there were you go. They were. And they were so badly... Frodo was done so dirty. I mean, it's hard to, like... <laughs> portray a struggle yeah like, where it's mostly going on in your struggle, mind yeah. yeah but apparently the books don't do that well because people miss that too but there's a bit in the book where like Frolob's uh, facing down Shelob mm-hmm. you just said Frolob <laughs> Shelob <laughs> I like the idea of Frolob <laughs> sorry say that again uh, uh, he's facing down Shelob which is this like untold nightmare from like an ancient zone and like Frodo refuses to give in and it's like because he's got the light of a rendial and his glowing because his soul is so pure. Like in the books, it's just like, oh, the spider doesn't like light. But in the in the, in the film, sorry, it's like, oh, the spider just doesn't like light. But yeah. in the books, it's like it glows because his soul is so pure. And he's like, like thrusting it towards her with the sword out. And it's like, and the text is like, Frodo from the Shire made this uh, spider from the dark places start to feel fear. And it's like, that guy, like, that's just a hero line. He. At his worst, near Mordor, even managed to make a almost undefinable being scared power. And people are like, oh yeah, Sam's were fucking idiots. <laughs> so the moral of the story is: don't match with you unless you have concurring yeah. views. Anyway, I made my friend type all of that, and then he unmatched me. And I was like, oh, it's so good to know. I'm so unappealing to like both genders. <laughs> so if I was gay, my life would be. No less lonely. Excellent. And be just as unappealing. <laughs> awesome. But only because of your hot takes on Lord of the Rings, It's apparently. not a hot take, it just is. <laughs> I just want to say apparently. I'm on your side. <sighs> so that's Norse mythology. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> I do love these minisodes and how they basically just declined into mad ramblings about things that we're interested in. Yeah. Normally from you. Yeah. I need to do some mad ramblings on things that I'm into. What would it? What would that be? I like Dishonored. The game Dishonored. Have you played? I don't think you have. You're not really a game person. It's the first person. I can't do them. Then oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Anyway, Chris loves Dishonored. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, that's oh, for another episode. Soon. That's for another episode. And then we can all you can you guys can talk about Dishonored law because he keeps talking about it. Oh, to I me. fucking love and to I'm do like, that. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit, oh. Chris. Honestly, I have to play them again because like they are very good. And I haven't actually been to Death of the Outsider yet, and I really need to do that. I've got like halfway through it. But anyway, that's for another episode where I get to talk about the shit that I'm into and everyone hates me for. Woo! Yay. <laughs> What's our Instagram and email? You should know it by now. I don't, though. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, it's Jenny's the Strange at gmail.com and Jenny's the Strange on Instagram. That's what it is. Please rate us five stars. I'm looking at you, person listening right now. Yeah, you, lemonade bottle. No, I'm talking directly into the microphone. The person I'm talking into your ear holes, please rate us five stars. Do us do us this one thing for us. One thing. All I'll ever ask is. All anyone ever asks. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Like after like you have sex, it's like five stars. Five star review, please. (laughs) That's a normal thing to want and ask for. I agree. Yes. Well, anyway, this has been Journey into Strange Minisode. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, I can't carry the episodes for you. But I can carry you through the episodes. Oh, Sam. Yeah, awesome. Bye. Bye. God, I love what I'm doing.